everybody. Welcome to Two Minutes and Beyond, the podcast where we review the Toy Story movies two minutes at a time. I'm Macy, and this is Bianca. Hello, everyone. Hello. In this episode, we're talking about minutes 15 and 16 of Toy Story. We get to introduce Buzz today. Finally, I know. It feels like we've been recording for so long just to get up to this moment. And now that it's here, I'm like, it really isn't that far along in the movie. (laughs) We've been recording. Let's see, our first recording was the beginning of August. And it's the middle of September now. So about a month and a half. That makes sense. I mean, considering we're doing it two minutes at a time. Mm Mm-hmm. I still feel like we've been waiting for so long. I know. <laughs> let's let's just jump into it. All right. How's sounds that good sound? to me. Sounds good. This clip starts off with Andy and his friends running into his bedroom. We see a couple of shots of the toys in their like toy mode positions as the boys run around the room. Andy yells, Squid, make a space. This is where the spaceship lands. It push, pushes Woody off to the side and places some kind of box in his spot. Woody falls off the bed, and there's a shot of Bo and her sheep on their lamp as you hear Andy tell his friends about Buzz's karate chop action, and you hear Mom calling them downstairs for games. The boys run downstairs and slam the door behind them. I noticed, except for Woody... When you see all the toys in their, like, toy mode positions, they're not in the places they were left the last time Andy was in there. I noticed that, too. And I think in a hurried panic, they just were like, okay, we just got to stand somewhere. And at that point, I really don't think they cared because they were like, well, they're coming fast. So let's just, you know, look Mm -hmm. like we were in this place. And honestly, I really don't think. Andy would have noticed either. They're too excited about Buzz. So even if he did notice, it wouldn't have been like a big thing. Like especially Bo and, and her sheep. Like the sheep were still on the the loop de loop on the on the race car track and Bo I don't know where he left her on the ground somewhere. Probably. That's right. I know. I just thought of that. If he had put them away where they were and then they're on the race car track. It would have been a little weird. Like, I thought I put that away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also interesting because, like, when Woody just gets, like, shoved out of the way and the box gets, like, slammed onto the bed. It's like Woody has almost literally been dethroned in that moment. <laughs> it's like it's a it's a pretty heavy handed, like, visual representation of what's happening. I know. I always thought, like, man, they were very violent with the way they just pushed Woody out of the way, and then they just slammed the box on the bed. I'm like, man, what the heck is up with these kids? They're so violent. (laughs) At 16 seconds after the door shuts, Rocky, who is still upside down from the door opening before, falls over. The closet door creaks open, and Mr. Spell, Roly-Poly Clown, some of the little tykes, and a couple of the troikas peek out. There's a shot from inside the closet of the closed of the closet door opening. It's like as soon as that door shuts and all the boys leave, it's like the sound is immediately just drained from the room. <laughs> and there's this, this huge echo noise. It's like a, a hurricane just blew through, <laughs> or like a tornado. Yeah. 
and everybody was seeking shelter. And once they left, they're like, is it safe? <laughs> they're like all just like coming out really slowly, quietly. Be like, is it all right to come out now? <laughs> <laughs> These poor little toys. I feel like they don't handle like the chaotic all of the kids at once very often because Andy's I feel like he's by himself a lot like he doesn't have too many friends over and when he does it's just like one or two not like all 20 kids that go into his room (laughs) yeah also how did they how did those toys open the closet door like that they just like just they just push it open and like creaks open maybe they had um like several of them stand up on each other to undo the door. I don't know. Either that or it wasn't fully closed. Or if it's an old house, you know how sometimes the doors don't fully close in old houses and it just kind of stays open. That's maybe what happened. I don't know. They opened it. However, the soldiers, the toy soldiers (laughs) opened the door. True. It could also be that, you know how some of the houses also, like when you're baby proofing, the the doors and stuff so like if molly's asleep and you don't want the door to slam shut you put like a buffer on there so it doesn't close Mm. all the way so maybe that that could be it um oh mr spell has like when they're all looking through the closet door he's got like this question mark all the little question marks (laughs) (laughs) i love mr spell he's so cute i love him too uh, you can also see when they when they look out of the closet in the shot that's from the toy's point of view, uh, looking out of the closet, you can see Andy's uh, Mickey Mouse uh, watch clock. Mm-hmm. The giant, I do like that little clock. Yeah, it's a big uh, clock that's in the shape of a watch. Mm-hmm. They do a great job of like building up the suspense before Buzz's reveal. Because it's like it's so quiet, and um, like when you when it's the shot from their point of view uh, as the closet door is opening, like it just starts to open enough where you can't see what's on the bed. <laughs> yeah, they make it really like okay, this is the building up of it, and we have to make it as suspenseful as possible, but not like horror movie suspenseful just like Mm -hmm. ooh, i wonder what it could be kind of suspenseful yeah at 26 seconds the toys come back to life and start to gather around the bed to find out who the new toy is slinky says what the heck is up there and rex yells woody who's up there with you woody appears under the bed coughing slinky says woody what are you doing under the bed I'm like Woody definitely could have just with how with how high that area underneath the the bed looks, Woody could have just definitely have just walked under there and like bent over a little bit. I feel like I know why he didn't did he, he act so under. dramatic? Why did he eat dust? I'm like, really, dude? You need to calm down. <laughs> Not just that. I feel like. He would not have fallen all the way down with the way Andy's bed looks. It looks like it's pretty pressed up against the wall. So if he were to Mm -hmm. fall, he would have been lodged right in between. (laughs) So he could have kind of just grabbed onto the mattress or the the comforter and he could have crawled back up. 
But he's gotta be dramatic, though. This is true. Woody in the first movie is very dramatic. <laughs> and that's why we love him. <laughs> uh, 38 seconds, Woody stands up, dusts himself off, and assures them all that it was just a mistake. Potato Head responds with, Well, that mistake is sitting in your spot, Woody. Rex makes a scared <gasps> noise and says, Have you been replaced? Woody reminds them all what he said earlier about no one being replaced. And like, Mr. Mr. Potato Head is already starting to enjoy this too much. <laughs> I feel like Mr. Potato Head is always looking for drama to happen in Andy's room. And anything, he's like, I'm there. And he's there <laughs> ready with like fake popcorn or something. Like, he just wants to be in the center of all the drama. <laughs> when, uh, when what he says, remember what I told you earlier, no one's getting replaced. You see um, Mr. Potato Head and Ham kind of looking, like, giving each other a look like, yeah, right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that kind of thing you do with, like, your coworkers when, you're, when your boss is telling you something and, and you're like, yeah, sh- sure. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, you say this, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> Oh, I noticed, like, the cat Troika is looking out of the dog Troika's mouth. I know, they're so cute. I noticed that when I was watching it. I never really paid attention to them, but I like that he's Mm-mm. just peeking out of the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the other ones don't get to see, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. They're I kind of wish that they were all out, but that would have taken too much time for them to come out. By the time the last one would have come out, they're like, oh, yeah, it's a new toy, whatever. <laughs> At 55 seconds, Woody says, now let's all be polite and give whatever it is up there a nice, big Andy's room welcome and climbs up the side of the bed while the other toys watch. We see Woody's hands and face come up over the edge of the bed. The camera pulls back to reveal a pair of of green, purple, and white feet and legs. And Woody looks shocked as the camera moves up to reveal Buzz's torso, head, and face. Buzz is in a comically superhero-like pose with his hands on his hips, and he's got a slightly like wall-eyed expression with a cheesy smile. Buzz blinks and comes to life. He starts to look around, and Woody gulps in fear. I love how dramatic Buzz is, too, because <laughs> they both complement each other as friends. Like, yeah, they're both dramatic, but they're both opposite dramatics. <laughs> They're both insane, but they think the other one is insane. (laughs) Yes, they both think they're reasonable, and the other one's insane when they're both just insane. (laughs) I love that. I love the way they introduce him, like a very dramatic superhero, Mm -hmm. because it just plays so well into his whole character later on. Yeah. And I'm like, is that camera like pulling back and revealing his legs and then coming back is that a is that a reference to some sci-fi thing or something maybe i haven't watched too many sci-fi movies and probably either that or like a superhero movie or something to where they're making it look like oh like maybe like superman or something i've never seen any of the superman movies but maybe something like that I don't know. (laughs) I have no idea. When Woody is saying, now let's all be polite and give whatever it is up there a nice, 
big Andy's real welcome. He's doing like these big like air punches. He's like swinging his arms like, all right, you guys, like, let's go. And I'm like, dude, you're the most hypocritical cowboy <laughs> in all of film history. <laughs> I think I said in a previous episode how sometimes I end up doing Woody's gestures along with him while watching the movie. And this is one of those scenes. Like, just doing those air punches. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's great. <laughs> There's a, a musical theme that's playing, like, in the score, sort of as Woody comes up and sees Buzz for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I know it shows up later in the movie, but I can't figure out where that is. I thought it was, like, the end when they're flying, like, on the rocket, but that's not it. I'll have, right. to figure it, I'll have to figure it out as we go along. Right. I've heard it too, like later on in the movie. Yeah. And I'm trying to, like, I want to say it's somewhere around the Pizza Planet area. Or is it in Sid's room? Maybe. We'll get there eventually. And then we'll be like, hey, remember that one <laughs> little thing going on? <laughs> there it is. At 122, Buzz looks around through his helmet and we see this. We see his face reflected on the inside of his helmet, and we hear his his Darth Vader breathing, <laughs> which is great. I love that. As a, just as a Star Wars, as like a, I was gonna say subtle, but it's not really subtle. It's, it's not a subtle Star Wars at all. reference. <laughs> <laughs> and the like the reflection on the inside of of his helmet of his face, I feel like is pretty impressive for the time. Yeah, I have seen people, like, that whole part right there, they've said that it reminds them of Doom, and somebody oh. modded Doom to have Buzz Lightyear's reflection <laughs> instead of the character, so you're playing as Buzz in Doom. <laughs> That's funny. I've never I've never played Doom, but I would try that mod. Right, I, I would too. I've never played it. it myself. I want to say I've watched my brother play it. But I've always been too scared to play games like that. So, Yeah, I'm not really a first-person shooter type of person. Yeah, and now that I'm older, I get very motion sick with first-person shooters, so mm. I really can't play it now. <laughs> At 126, Buzz presses a button on his suit and says, Buzz Lightyear, Star Command. Come in, Star Command. When they don't answer, he presses the button again and says, Star Command, come in. Do you read me? And did you notice that he's like, he's pushing the red skinny button on his chest to talk to Star Command, which doesn't make any sense because he, every other time I can think of that he tries to talk, like, talk to Star Command, he does it in his wrist communicator. And the, and the red button just makes him talk. I know that. I have noticed that before because I'm thinking to myself, like, wouldn't the button make sound? Like, I if know. he pushed it and then, like, he has his, like, Buzz Lightyear to the rescue thing come out. And I'm like, why did they put that? And then he's talking. I'm like, I don't understand. Um, Maybe, like, maybe since he, like, keeps it pressed down, that's why it doesn't make any sound. Maybe. But I don't know. I don't know if a toy like that would be sophisticated enough to do that. Right? And then I think, like, 
but then it wouldn't have worked. I thought maybe he was still in like demo mode or something or like off. But then he later on, like shortly thereafter, they're pushing all his buttons and stuff and it works. So I'm like, mm-hmm. no, it can't be that. So I really don't know exactly why they made it like that. It's just I'm assuming an artist fluke or a little like continuity error. I don't know. I, it just doesn't make sense because even I don't think there's any other time that he talks with his with his button with that little red button. It's, it's always through his wrist. Oh my goodness! I'm gonna have to write to Pixar about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his, when he's pushing that the little red button, his arm because there's no way his arm could actually reach around that far. His shoulder and like arm if you look at it closely it's like pulled out from the side of of his chest oh gosh or, i never noticed that from part, the shoulder i did notice that he is reaching too far for his yeah. arms capacity He's like look at look at this toy buzz that i have there's no way <laughs> I know. There's no and way then, he can reach that far. Even on like the signature collection, when you try to move Buzz's arms, it doesn't go that far. So, yeah, I mean, for the movie, yes, you have to make it like that. But there's a bunch of times, especially coming up, where his arms are like cutting into his suit <laughs> or like his shoulder is pulled out somehow and they just they just angle it in such a way where it goes by so fast that that you don't immediately notice it. Mm-hmm. Unless you're, like, really looking for those kinds of details. Kind of like the way we are when we watch the two-minute clip 47 times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's funny, though, that, you know, when you're watching it as a movie and you're just enjoying it, you don't notice things like that. But once you start breaking it down and actually paying attention to things... You start seeing it, and after a while, it starts to bother you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when Molly's gross mouth noises happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you like to hear some things about Buzz and the history of the character? I would love to. Great, because I'm going to tell you some things. You're like, Even if you said no, I'm still going to tell you. <laughs> he uh, was originally named Lunar Larry. And originally he was much smaller and had like a little red suit instead of the green and purple and white he ended up with. And according to our sacred text, the art and making of Toy Story, the art and making of the animated film, on page 31 it says, Buzz was envisioned as the ultimate plaything you wished you had as a kid. We reached back to every favorite idea we could remember, and that, of course, had to involve outer space, says John Lasseter. The filmmakers reasoned first that Buzz's glow-in-the-dark frame would have to be strong enough to last through infinite, vigorous missions. We gave him all these great holes for screws and rivets, so there's no question in your mind exactly how he's put together, says Lasseter. From existing action figures, the designers appropriated arms with karate chop action. Since flying is high on every five-year-old boy's obsession list, Buzz sports pop-out wings with landing lights. On his wrist is a blinking laser. Push the button on his chest and out comes digitized high-fidelity audio that, Woody, that puts Woody's voice box to shame. 
I like how they compare it to Woody. They're just like, yeah, his stupid little pull string. This guy's got high fidelity audio. (laughs) That was so mean when he said that. I was like, dang, way to drag Woody and throw him under the bus. Yeah, I think we're going to talk about that in the next episode. Yes, for sure. It was interesting that they mentioned that they took like the karate chop action thing from existing action figures because I always thought that was a weird thing to have with a, with like a spaceman toy. That is weird with a spaceman toy. Like I remember when my brother was younger, he did have a few action figures that had that where like you would either move a little lever or like buzz push a button in the back and they would like chop or like their arm would just move. So I remember mm-hmm. that. I remember that being, you know, something that was actually a real thing for action figures to have. But for Buzz, I'm like, why would he be karate chopping when he has a phaser? <laughs> He's got to karate chop those aliens. I know. I'm like, is it just in case there's a close range attack and you just kind of whack them or whack them all now? <laughs> Space whack them all. Got a karate chop, Zerg. This is true, because you're going to be fighting really close to him. <laughs> what if he disarms your phasers, so you just got to chop him up? One of my favorite jokes later in this movie is when Woody's using um, Buzz's karate chop to help them get away from the mutant toys. And oh, Buzz yeah. is like, hey, how are you doing that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's fantastic. I forgot about that. (laughs) On the same page, page 31 of Toy Story, that are making up the animated feature, it says, Both Buzz's ultimate look and his vocal persona took time to nail down, but casting Tim Allen to voice Buzz helped the character to gel. It took us a while to figure out that Buzz shouldn't come on like a superhero. He should be more like a cop, explains Andrew Stanton. The shift immediately helped to clarify how Buzz would be choreographed. As directing animator Rich Quaid sees it, Buzz moves bluntly because that's the way he thinks. He doesn't exactly have a keen sense of irony, which makes him all the funnier in story artist Jason Katz's view, since the only universe Buzz patrols is in his head. (laughs) (laughs) Big head, no thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I do like that they went with that, though, instead of a superhero, because it does feel a little more natural. And I think if he were to try to be a superhero, it would cause way more problems and the story would have been totally different. Yeah. I mean, he is still kind of superhero-like, though, because he's like, he has that pose. He's got his hands on his hips Mm -hmm. and that the cheesy smile. And he's like, (laughs) and he can fly. I do feel like they tried to add a little bit just to make him seem mm-hmm. more appealing. Like, oh, yeah, shiny new toy. Woody's just a dumb ragdoll cowboy. <laughs> so that's what they put in there. But then as far as like the way he acts and his mannerisms, it's more like what they said, like a cop. Mm-hmm. Some of his theme music is a little bit superhero like, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All that kind of stuff. Very... Not so much high energy, but almost fanfare music where it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, he's here. He's going to save the day. And 
that's just his whole persona. Like I'm the hero of the day, but in all actuality, I'm just a little piece of plastic. Yep. There's another quote from this book from Andrew Stanton. It says, John told us to think of Buzz as a cop who got a flat tire in Podunk on his way to save the galaxy. And then another quote from Ash Brandon, the directing animator, says, Buzz strides the shortest distance between two points. He's not one to waste energy. This is true. Mm -hmm. Because the way he acts, he tries to be super efficient. And he tries to be like, okay, I got to go on with the mission when, like they said earlier, the mission's in his head. Mm -hmm. He's pretty much just LARPing. He's LARPing his life away. (laughs) He doesn't realize it. (laughs) I know, this poor guy. He's delusional. Uh, We talked about Tim Allen a second ago. Do you want to hear a little bit about him? Oh, I'd love to. I love Tim Allen. Tim Allen is an actor and comedian probably best known for playing Tim the Toolman Taylor on Home Improvement and also is also known for his roles in the Santa Claus movies, Galaxy Quest, Christmas with the Cranks, Shaggy Dog, uh, Last Man Standing, and, and a bunch of other things. Which I, I grew up with him as two things, Buzz Lightyear and Santa Claus. I grew up with him as Tim the Toolman Taylor and Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> I've still never seen Home Improvement. Oh my goodness. It's funny, but watching it now, it's like, okay, this this is very dated. It's it's a very 90s comedy show, yeah. but I like it. it. My favorite character, though, is his neighbor. And I really don't remember his neighbor's name, but they only ever show the top part of his face. So it's just his <laughs> eyes, maybe part of his nose and his little like fishing hat. He's fantastic. I love him. I think we mentioned before when we talked about Annie Potts, mm-hmm. that um, Annie Potts and Tim Allen were both in some weird driver's ed video. Oh, that's I right. Watch when I had <laughs> driver's ed. I don't know why he was there. It was obviously filmed in the nineties. I don't know why they were still showing us a driver's ed video from the 90s when it was 2011. If it ain't broke, (laughs) don't fix it. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) There's a quote from our sacred texts uh, that says, it's a quote from uh, from John Lasseter saying, Casting Tim Allen to voice Buzz gave us that quality we wanted of a macho guy with a soft underbelly. Tim's perfect at doing an everyday guy. He really is. is. He's very good at doing everyday macho guy with soft underbelly. (laughs) (laughs) Going back to the actual movie, at 134, Buzz wonders why Star Command isn't answering him. And then he looks over and notices the horrible state that his, his ship is in. He gasps and yells, my ship, and runs over to check the damage and says, blast, this will take weeks to repair. And according to, according to the book, the art and making of the animated feature, uh, Buzz's spaceship packaging was done by Bob Polly. Although in the book, for some reason, like the flat version that they show doesn't have the little cartoon of Buzz. I don't know why. Well, that's interesting. 
Maybe they yeah. decided last minute to put it like, hey, it looks better if he's on it. Yeah, or maybe they designed the rest of the design of the the box separately from the cartoon. I don't know. Oh, maybe. At 1.42, Buzz opens his wrist communicator and starts recording a mission log. He says, I've crash-landed on a strange planet. The impact must have awoken me from hypersleep. He jumps a little to test the terrain and reports that the terrain seems a bit unstable. It cuts to a shot of his wrist communicator with him tapping his finger on it, and it cuts off there. And I just want to know, what's Woody doing this whole time? I is know, he just is hanging Woody there just from the side of the bed? Probably, and the toys at the bottom are like, why is he just hanging there? What's going on? They're just watching Woody hang there. I feel like maybe he got up but was kind of just off on the corner of the bed. But if that's the case, Buzz is looking that way, so he wouldn't I know. Have- so he probably was just hanging from the bed. Oh my goodness. <laughs> also, in the close-up shot at the end of um at the end of this clip where it's it's a close-up of of his wrist communicator and him tapping on it. You can see on Buzz's hands he has like actual outlines of like some knuckles. Oh, that's interesting. I never noticed that. Yeah, like every I hadn't either, and like every single Buzz toy I've ever seen that I can think of, just has like either like a rounded back of the hand mm-hmm. or just like flat. But I've never noticed that he has real knuckles, and it kind of weirds me out a little bit. That is kind of weird. That's a little. Now I'm gonna have to look back, and when I look or, back, I'm gonna regret it. Or technically, like the line that his um fingers are attached to are his knuckles but then he's got like like outlines of of the knuckles, um, knuckles that underneath line. that if that makes sense right hmm i'm gonna have to look at that that seems like such a weird detail to put on a toy maybe they figure like for a spacesuit to be detailed and to look like outer space i don't mm-hmm. know Maybe they wanted it to be super detailed and just put unnecessary knuckles on there. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Also, while he's talking into his wrist communicator, doing his, doing his, what, what's the word I'm looking for? His mission log. Mm -hmm. I feel like his, his left arm is definitely cutting into his spacesuit, but you can't see it because his wrist communicator hides it. This is true. I've noticed that. And I'm like... He would have had to have turned his head and then gone like this, where you're just lifting your arm yeah. up because you can't bring the arm any further, like the way it is in the movie. Because, like you said, it's going to cut into the suit and it just doesn't work. But the way they angle it, that's why it looks like it works. And then when it cuts to um, the shot of him like testing the terrain and he's still got his arm up like with the wrist communicator, Mm -hmm. it's slightly farther away because it's from a different angle and you would be able to tell if it was cutting into the (laughs) spacesuit. And like his, I feel like his, his left shoulder again is, is definitely pulled out some too. Right. Yeah. No, that for sure. I can see how that one's like 
pulled out, but it's just like the angles that they do it, you don't notice it right yeah. away. But now that we've noticed it, it's going to be very uncomfortable watching the movie. I'm going to have to point out every <laughs> single time it comes up in this, in when we're going through the movie for this podcast. It's kind of like the whole broken toe thing with Viggo Mortensen in Lord of the Rings. Oh, <laughs> Whenever yeah. that pops up, you're like, you know, he broke his toe. Yes. Did you know Buzz's arm is cutting into a spacesuit? <laughs> That's going to be our new thing now. We're going to try so hard not to say it to everybody we know that watches it with us. (laughs) Oh, before we finish up, there's been something I've wanted to mention for this whole podcast. And I've been kind of, I've been waiting for a good place to mention it. And this seems like as good as as any. The blinking of the toys in this movie. They blink one eye at a time most of the time. Yes, and that was supposed to be corrected before because I have done research on it because it is weird. And I thought it was just something that they put like to be unique, but it's mm-hmm. actually they could never get them synced up. So it was just like oh. a an error that was happening. And they're like, well, whatever, we'll figure it out later. And they just left it but, in the movie. But do the the humans blink like that? I don't know about the humans, because I don't ever remember seeing, like, Andy's eyes blink like that. I think it's just the toys. Because I tried to look it up, like, why was it like that? And someone, someone on Reddit was saying, well, it's because of they couldn't get him to blink right. And then someone else was like, actually, that doesn't, so, <laughs> I mean, it's Reddit, so who knows? But someone know. <laughs> else was like, Actually, that doesn't make sense. It, it seems like it would actually be harder for them to make them blink offset like that. So I don't know. Yeah, I think I really do think it was just an error because that would be more work to get them to individually blink each time. So I had read it on not on Reddit, but I read <laughs> it in a different forum. I think it was like a Pixar forum, like an older Pixar forum or something. And someone was saying that it was an actual, like, error that they could not fix in time. So they just left it in the movie. And then the next movies, they've corrected it. Huh. I, I've also heard that it was an intentional choice to kind of remind. I've, I've seen it pop up in a lot of, like, did you know this thing about Toy Story trivia kind of things where it's like, they made the eyes blink weird to show that they, um, to remind the audience that they're still toys and they're kind of stupid. And I'm like, <laughs> that's kind wow, of a weird I'm, thing I'm to watching, do, though. I'm watching a, like a dinosaur and a Mr. Potato Head talk, but I need to be reminded that they're toys <laughs> and that they're kind of dumb. Mm hmm. <laughs> That's so funny. Like, why would you do that? That that seems like more work right there. Like, yeah, <laughs> that just gonna. I'm gonna waste my time making them blink individually just to remind people <laughs> that they're toys. If anyone knows, like, the definitive, like, for sure answer as to why they're like that, please send us an email. Please, or, we or need message to message us on social media on on Facebook or Twitter or something because we need answers. We do. We're just going to be, this is going to forever haunt my brain until you send us this email. It's it's also off-putting, like, 
for for this podcast when I like pause things a lot and I happen to pause while like one eye is open and one eye is closed on a toy. They're winking at you. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little bit off putting. It is. It's like that's not supposed to happen. That's not how you blink. Maybe they think it is. Because they're toys. And they're kind of dumb. (laughs) And then between Toy Story and Toy Story 2, they realized, oh, that's not how you blink. We'll start blinking the correct way now. They actually stared at Andy long enough, and they're like, oh, you blink both of them at the (laughs) same time. Now I need to go look at some of the scenes with the humans in this movie and see how they blink if they do the same thing. Right? I know. Now I'm curious because I always felt like the humans blinked normally. And then I'm thinking about it. I'm like, did I ever really see Andy blink? Because they don't show him too terribly much. Yeah. And they don't show the mom uh, at all. Uh, you see, you see her some. Well, yeah, you see her, but like, not like a full face, like the way they do in Toy Story 3 when she's actually having a conversation with Andy. And you see her full face. You can see, like, her profile. Yeah, I think you see her face, her whole face in Toy Story 2. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have to say about this clip. What about you? Yeah, Do you have anything about, else? No, I mean, I feel like that we did discuss a lot of good points and a lot of random information. <laughs> Our specialty. That's what we do here. Yes. Good points and random information. It's going to be our new slogan. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Facebook and Twitter accounts and send us an email if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns. And if you enjoy the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. See you next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.